Kia ora koutou. Welcome to the panel. RNZ National. Wallace Chapman here. Today, should we be advocating against non-essential travel to Australia? And do we need to change our culture of complacency around mask wearing? We discuss those issues with Professor of Epidemiology, Roger Jackson. The Black Caps, well, they've won cricket's inaugural World Test Championship. We are with cricket superfan and Mayor of Whanganui, Hamish McDowell, who wrote a who's who of New Zealand cricket some years ago. Britney Spears, well, she's given a passionate speech about the conservatorship that she's lived under since 2008, which is right now gaining global attention. We talk about that also. And... An article that says hiring a book that you're excited to read can be a similar feeling to purchasing a new product or item of clothing. So supporting your local library this afternoon, if you want to give your local library a bit of a shout out and why it's so good, or otherwise you can text us 2101 or email thepanel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Sue Bradford, community activist and former Green MP. Kia ora, Sue. Lovely to have you on. Kia ora, Wallace. Kia ora, Koto. Uh, kia ora, Koto. And Jordan Williams, who is the Executive Director of the Taxpayers Union. Jordan, haven't seen you for a wee while. Nice to have you on the programme. Kia ora, Wallace. Kia ora, Sue. And, of course, we didn't have time for our dear panel segment. Yesterday was quite a busy show, but I do believe we have time for it this afternoon. Thursday, Caitlin, Cherry, kia ora. Kia ora. Um, big user of the library. Yes. I actually order my books online. And then they deliver my book to my local library, and then I get a little an email to say it's there, and they go and pick it up, and I've, all for free. I've started doing that. I've started doing that. That's right. And you got a little ticket that says Caitlin Cherry, and you just pick it up. Yep, it's absolutely brilliant, and it means I've always got a book to read. <laughs> and if you are taking a wee bit of long time on it, you can just add three weeks online as well. Renew can it. you? Yes. You can in Wellington. And one great advantage of being a Wellington Public Library member is that you also get free access to audiobooks um, through Libby and you also get access to art house films and old movies mm. through Canopy, which is spelled with a K, K-A-N-O-P-Y. So it means that you just use your library card to log in and you can watch six movies a month. Ooh, and there's there all sorts go. of you know old movies um, and various art house, but some really great films on it. Lovely, lovely. Now, I do believe we have a couple of uh, emails we do. here. This one, surprisingly, is from Richmond Nelson from Marianne. Uh, I would like a little advice on vegetarian food. My husband is a meat and veg person, but I suggested for health reasons we try a couple of vegetarian meals a week. So I tried a lentil stew. I think that's where she went wrong. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was not a winner. He accepts that we need to eat less meat in our household, but the question I want to ask the panel is what to cook. Can a vegetarian meal by itself be tasty? Can a vegetarian meal by itself be tasty? So what to cook? Shall we, who shall we start with? Sue Bradford. I reckon it can be really tasty. I'm not a vegetarian, but I do try to eat less meat these days, and I just love um, homemade baked beans. Beautiful. Homemade baked beans? Yes, beautiful. And um, tofu. I love tofu as well, and there's lots of dishes you can make with tofu Mm. with with real Asian flavours of all sorts. Good tip. Jordan, uh, you, you wouldn't be a vegetable eater, would you? Um, I'm, well, you, you I'm on the other side where I I like the concept of it, but yeah. I admit that I I have turned my nose up a few times at, at attempts at it. Um, I mean, the, I really enjoy Malaysian food. That's my you do? that's my go to. Yeah, and there's a lot there that uh, is, is is vegetarian. There's sort of two 
Sue and I were talking before we came on here that worrying about there's two sort of classes of questions that I worry about coming on these panels. The first is sports ball, and the second is cooking. And, and you've got both of them today. Both you've today. got both today. You've got to do of the Malaysian fool. I'll give you one, uh, uh, Marianne. So um, you can have a uh, you. One thing that I have made for many years, uh, Caitlin Cherry, is couscous. Because it's like a rice, and you can have anything with it. And you can have the sort of, a, if you have a nice uh, a lemon juice and olive oil dressing, and you put a few pine nuts in it, and you get some mushrooms, and you have some sun dried tomatoes, you might like to um, buy some steamed fresh mussels and steam them up. You've got yourself you see, a lovely pes- salad. That's pescatarian then, if, you, if you're going to give them that's to the fish. Right. No, that I could understand. <laughs> that I could. Okay, I've got a really great idea for Marianne. Um, bean. Wraps, so any kind of tacos type food. You just get a good can of spicy beans. You don't even need to soak them yourself. And you add a few vegetables and you have them with guacamole and you either have it on uh, corn chips or you wrap it in wraps. Even kids will eat them. Yeah, that's a nice one. It kind of speaks to a wider issue, though, doesn't it, Sue? Uh, those those people who are have eaten uh, a, a traditional fair for many, many years, all of a sudden going, actually, for my health, I want to actually change up and actually introduce a vegetarian meal. That's what this is about, isn't it? Actually introducing uh, to someone vegetarian that they've never had before. Well, there are some people in New Zealand, and I know one of them, for whom even lasagna is foreign food that they won't touch with a barge pole. Yeah. So do you have one veggie meal a week, Jordan? In um, your household? Uh, probably not, actually. No. You're kidding. The, no, would, I'd certainly do... Um, would have a lot of veggie, fish-only days, definitely. We're definitely cutting back the red meat. But full vegetarian, no. I mean, my... My go-to, is unfortunately, is salmon. I mean, to me, that's right. just the, the perfect food. A classic a millennial avocado and salmon. But I don't think I could live without fish at least. The fish at least, all right. All right, a uh, couple here. Uh, jackfruit nachos, says Paul, and try Annabelle Langbein Southeast Asian curry base in her free-range cookbook. There's some wonderful oh, vegetarian advice. curries. Yes, uh, she's also got yeah. a fantastic pumpkin soup recipe, which is a Thai pumpkin soup. So you just use mm. a little bit of, um, like, a curry paste, like a red curry paste, fry up all your um, pumpkin and onion and garlic in it, add your water, and then when it's mushed up and stuff, add coconut cream, and it's absolutely beautiful. Mm, I do have another letter. Yes. Um, This is from Anya, who says, I have a question for the panel. I've reached my late 30s, realising I have very few true friends, as in maybe one. I'm personally just fine with it, but have noticed others are much better at maintaining friendships. I just can't be bothered, but I am concerned I might regret it in the end. (laughs) There's a word for people like that. What is it? What's that? Um, Sue Bradford, how do you feel about this? What's your advice? No, not that, no. Um, what about you, Jordan? Um, well, I've just started this year setting a lot more goals, and the, the model that I'm using, or the, 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 the book that I'm using, um, forces you to make goals around social and relationships as well. So um, I've been putting a little bit more time into it. The other thing that, that's happened in the last few years is becoming a dad, and how refreshing it was to come to Auckland to meet a totally random sample of um, of people who live nearby, of which we've got all very different careers. Obviously, you know, very we, we, we'd span the political um, divide completely, but it doesn't matter because we're all going through at the same time this most magical experience. Has that been refreshing for you? Getting it's, out of the getting out of the um, Beltway in Wellington, getting out of your close circle circle of political well, clicky friends, and actually meeting new. 
people from a diverse walks of life. Yes, it was. It's also a difference I find between Wellington and Auckland. I mean, in Auckland, oh. that I mean, some of the some of the um, people in our group are not my politics at all, and yet actually we're among the closest. Um, really, and I'm not. I'd hope that would happen in Wellington, but I'm not sure. Sure, it would. If that, you don't sort of identify as much to the political clique in Auckland as, as much as Wellington, is it, if, that, if that makes sense. So I've found that... Okay. I've, yeah, I mean, I, I, my piece of advice to anyone about to become a parent is, is put the time in into your antenatal nice group because it's so good. <laughs> and do it in your local community because that's yeah. where you just end up staying. Yeah. Uh, now, um, quite a good response from uh, Vegetarian Dishes. Uh, now, Graham says, silver beet and beans, lasagna, which doesn't sound too bad. Now, cottage cheese pie from the 70s ooh, with 21st century add-ons. That's very good. Can even send in their recipe. Thank you very much, Caitlin, uh, and thank you for emailing those. And if you do want to sort of send us a, um, a, a dear panel uh, letter, just email us at thepanel at rnz.co.nz. All right, Sue Bradford, uh, I've been thinking. I've been thinking about the hopeless incompetence of yet another government when it comes to dealing adequately with the ongoing mental health crisis. And it was really sad to see Mike King's devastation last week when he handled back his medal at Parliament. But he is a hero to many of us out here, I think. Um, Labor's package of $1.9 billion meant just five extra acute beds and um, what was made available for other facilities and services has been grossly underspent. And part of what I really don't get is how a government can pledge enormous amounts of money like this, as they did with KiwiBuild, and then never make the promises, um, never make sure that it's followed up on. Where's the Heather Simpson for this government, for example? Helen Clark had, had a much better handle on things. I also wonder sometimes if the lack of follow-through and the absence of empathy... Um, are in some ways the result of who's employed in the upper realms of the public service. Where are the people with the competence and vision to drive mm-hmm. through the reforms? Do they ha- do they are they so risk averse? Are they so politically safe? These people that they employ that anyone who has a passion or a personal interest in the sector, uh, who or who has ever dared speak out, uh, who has ever dared speak out on those issues, is actually barred from public service. Um, and like other skilled people out here in the community, I'd love to be part of driving through mental health mm. or, or housing reforms at a meta level, but would they ever employ someone like me or the other passionate you don't think? advocates out in the community? You think, well, you think there's, there's no a ceiling sign... for, people like, for people like yourself? Absolutely. Too. Yeah, if you speak out, <laughs> I don't think the public service... I'd love to be proved wrong, but there's people out, out here in the community who are very skilled in areas like the housing and the mental health, both massive crises for the government. I'd I'd love to see Andrew Little um, or the Minister of Housing, Megan Woods, pick up people out here in the community and say, OK, it's OK that you're an advocate. It's an OK. Actually, you might bring something with your knowledge of the sector and, and with other skills. I'm not just talking about myself here, but other mm. people, because I have the mm. sense that the public service this, these days is very constrained in terms of who they employ and even more so at the highest levels. Gosh, uh, Sue Bradford really laying down the challenge this afternoon. Kia ora, Sue. Thank you. All right, Jordan Williams, I've been thinking. Well, I've just been thinking, of, like everyone, about COVID at the moment, and I've been through obviously the Auckland lockdowns. But now, most of my staff are going through the through the the, the same emotions, but in Wellington. And I've been thinking it through the eyes of my little twenty-month-old daughter. We were extremely fortunate that she wasn't yet crawling when the first lockdown, and we had a pretty special few months as a as a uh, as a new family. And um, 
uh, in a pretty remote part of the world. But now she's growing up and starting to talk and the like, and I th- look ahead and think, jeepers, we're not going to be back to normal for at least a couple of years at at minimum. At minimum, right. And it it sort of, at the beginning of it, I looked at it with some scepticism of, oh, you know, life's going to change, it's never going to get back to normal, etc. And I'm beginning to worry that, that actually maybe, yeah, that, that it is going to be very different um, for, her, for her growing up. I mean, it will mean... You know, the idea of an overseas holiday is obviously uh, right out, but it's just the ability to sort of plan long term really changes. Um, and I know that COVID has turned it upside down, but actually we could be sort of in this for another, you know, what does the new normal look like? Mm. And it's and when you have a little toddler, I mean, I'm, I'm in a familiar situation having a sort of very, very young uh, a son and just realising this person is going through something really quite extraordinary in their lives, right? Uh, and, and and what sort of impact will there be uh, at the age of uh, three and a bit, uh, you know, pushing down a pump going, sanitise, daddy! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, well, I mean, there's a whole generation of... Um, I mean, we, we were lucky with timing, but for kids older at... At um, at school, for example, and the sort of pushing them back six months in their in their learning development, you know, it's it, it's we're all guilty of 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 worrying about ourselves and the sort of COVID thing, but actually, for it, it's the impact on young people, particularly in that school age, that right. I'm thinking about. Kia ora, Jordan. Uh, someone says here, Sue Bradford for Prime Minister, say what we all saying what we're all <laughs> thinking. Keep calling out the slackers and demand accountability, says Richie in Porterua. And some wonderful, wonderful emails coming through regarding your favourite li- libraries. I love the service I get from one of the librarians from Parapara Umi. We have Sue Bradford and Jordan Williams on the panel this afternoon. Stay with us.